Hey, everybody, welcome back to Grow Potential, the podcast where we want to not only help you grow into your full potential, but where we are still learning how to grow into our full potential. And today we are going to be talking about purpose. And purpose is a big deal because I think it's like the question of life. Why am I here? And so many people are seeking to try to figure it out. So when you think of purpose, what comes to mind? I believe that um, to ask myself, what is my purpose, is a, a, a beginning of living a meaningful life. Yeah. Just asking myself, what the is my purpose? search for meaning, right? right? And uh, I also think it's good that we have to struggle with that. I, I, I think it's good that it requires us to think about it, ask questions, explore, learn, all of that is healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want my purpose to come out of a bubblegum machine. <laughs> yeah. I, I want my purpose to be something that uh, I uh, engaged God in and thought about and learned. Yeah. And I think in this time of comparison or in this time of social media and all the things that are out there, it's easy to see someone who is doing something really good and really successful and maybe want to play the copycat game instead of being that authentic person that God has created you to be. So I do like the idea of sometimes it doesn't just come. You do struggle with it a little bit. You do spend time thinking about what am I created for? Right. And because we are who we are, the first place we always seek is God. Absolutely. And so when you think about purpose and who God has created you to be, what what do you feel like is a great starting point for anyone who's listening, trying to find their purpose with God? I believe that um, I'm more than a biological function. Yeah. Uh, I am an expression of the creative imagination of God. Mm -hmm. Everyone is. Mm -hmm. We are not random beings popping in and out of existence. We are the creative genius of God Almighty. Amen. And he didn't just create me to be unique. He uh, gave me a unique purpose to go along with uh, his eternal plan. Mm Mm-hmm. God wants to get real stuff done in the world. Yeah. And the way he does it is he envisions and creates unique people and gives them a purpose in the overall plan. Yeah. And so my purpose is a gift of God to me. Yeah. It's, it is a divine kindness. Yeah. I, it's fascinating. The past week I've really been thinking on this idea of Um, if I honestly believed God was real, like believed it to the point of, I believed it so much. It was as if he was in the room looking at me and saying, I created you. I chose you. I love you. If I believed it to the core of actually being able to touch him, does that make sense? Yes. What would I be willing to do that I'm not doing now? And it's a question I've been asking myself over and over and we took the staff through it um just asking them like what are we willing to try and I think when you believe that you are called with a purpose and he has something unique that he wants to partner with you in this world to do it's 
just a radical game changer for your life. Right. Over the 40 years, Sarah, uh, of our church, um, we've tried things I would have never tried if I really didn't believe that God had an agenda. Yeah. Uh, I actually have used the word from time to time, a quota. Yeah. My divine purpose gives me a quota. I have to I think make. You, you call it your spiritual quota? Yeah, yeah. I have to make my quota. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's funny because we all are drawn to certain things and we all have inclinations. And for me, I think about, um, I was a very, very young mom. And the way the church met me in those moments, in like some of the hardest times of my life, they met me with dignity and love and um, mentorship. And it just forever, like almost makes me want to tear up because I feel so passionate about it. It forever changed me in the kind of way where it, like God used the people at Christ Church during that time to show me who he was. And I just thought to myself, I want to be a part of a church like this for the rest of my life. And it was like in my pain, in my shortcomings, where my purpose was unleashed. And what do you think about that? Do you think our purpose can come in multiple ways like it's not always the straight and easy path sometimes it is our failures that we've been met by the grace and mercy of Christ where it drives you in a different or maybe it's who I've been meant to be my entire life but what do you think about the inclinations of our heart the um God's purpose is going to be consistent with the kind of person he makes us. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's not God's will for me to be a, uh, uh, an economist. Uh, I'm just, I don't even like math. Yeah. Uh, um, so I, I can get a hint into God's purpose for me by what do I like and not like? Mm-hmm. What interests me? Yeah. Uh, where, where, the inclination when my heart can go anywhere it wants to go, where does it trend? Yeah. That's a big insight into uh, God's purpose for me. So let me ask you, when did you realize, well, what would you say your purpose is? Like you're obviously, you've been uh, the lead pastor of Christ Church for 40 years. You've led, there's three different campuses. God has done some amazing things. And we have a five-year goal where God's best is yet to come for us, we believe. absolutely. Um, but what would you say, what is your true purpose? Was it being a pastor? Was it uh, leading? What is, when you think about it in a nutshell, what is your purpose? I, um, I believe when I was an 18-year-old boy, I, the, I, we called it then a divine call. Yeah. I was having my devotions, and God spoke to me from a verse. And I didn't hear a voice, but I didn't need a voice. I clearly felt like this verse was God talking to me. Yeah. And um, 
It was a passage from Isaiah, thou whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called from the remotest parts thereof and said unto thee, thou art my servant, I have chosen you and cast you not away. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. I will strengthen thee, I will help thee, I will uphold thee with my righteous right hand. I learned it in the King James Version. <laughs> you nailed it there. Um, and it was like God said to me, uh, I'm going to do something special with your life. Mm -hmm. And I was deciding where to go to college. And that night I decided to go to uh, uh, Bible college and begin to study. But I've always felt like God's call on my life was uh, more than um, to uh, maintain a congregation. I've always felt like God's call on my life was to do something that made it undeniable that God was at work in the world in an awesome way. Yeah. I didn't feel just called to run a church 52 Sundays a year. Right. I've always felt called to uh, go on an adventure with God, accomplish things that people look at that and say, God is at work in the world in an awesome way. Yeah. And when you look around here, I mean, that's what I know. They can't see the view behind us, but we're on land that people said we would never have. We're in a yeah. building that people said we could never do. You've created a leadership team and a staff of people who um, you say it best. We have the best staff we've ever had. Like we God is staff. just at work in this place. Yes. And I think it's powerful, the vision that you've laid out. Um, I just was listening to a sermon on vision, and he was saying, everything around you was once in someone's heart. And he's like, the chair you're sitting on, that someone dreamed that. And I just, I think all the time about, like, what has God placed in people's heart that needs uncovered, that needs um, the courage to step into? Because I think so often we can think of ourselves as, like, I'm not good enough, I'm not equipped, I'm not whatever, but that's who God uses the best, you know? Yeah. And I just, for the audience listening, I think one of the things about digging into your purpose is there is something that God has uniquely put inside of you that when you unleash it, it's what God wants to do in the world. Yes. When you keep it hidden and you rob the world of something good that God wants to do through you. I believe that. And so I think when I think about purpose, like a lot of what scares me is um, there are some things that I just honestly don't want to do. <laughs> like if we can just be very real. You've mentioned um, you always thought following God would have to be, you'd have to go to be a missionary. Yeah. And so tell us a little bit about that thought. So... I was afraid that God would bait and switch me. Yeah. That uh, I would say yes, and then he would make me do something that I just hated doing. Right. Uh, look, I know some missionaries, they love being missionaries. <laughs> right. It's they, but I'm not one of them. Have the fire uh, for it. Yeah. Uh, uh, my personality, what I'm interested in, the way I'm hardwired, uh, that just not who I am. Yeah. Uh, and it's okay. And it is okay. What we have to do is we have to trust God enough that we don't think poorly of him by saying, 
I'm going to surrender to God to do his purpose. And then he's going to make me uh, suffer eat fried rat meat. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There should be joy in yes. it. Yes. But as I was thinking about this idea, too, I think that in your purpose, there are going to be, because God is who he is, he grows you. Yes. Right? He, he calls us as we are. But, man, I don't want to stay there. I want to go further. And when he calls us, there's going to be things that stretch us. And so, like, when I think about my calling, you got this beautiful vision from God that you kind of saw it all up front. And I always thought, oh, well, that's how vision works. God's going to give you this picture. But for me and my purpose, it's just been saying yes to him every step of the way. And so it started out with just knowing that he, he called me for something. And I got a verse about um, letting the little kids come to me. And I, I think I called you as in my early 20s. And I was like, I feel like I just heard from God. And um, I volunteered in the children's ministry for years, and then it moved into a staff position. And my heart was like, if you can choose Cedar Point or Christ Church Kids Ministry, the kids are going to choose Christ Church. Yeah. And um, I, I feel like every step of the way, just saying yes to him has now opened the door to things that I think I never would have thought. Like preaching, if someone said, you're going to preach, I would have been like, good joke, you know. And now I'm more excited to do it than ever. Good. You know, um, so I think you kind of grow into your purpose, too. And there is no bait and switch. It is that idea of there should be joy and satisfaction and how he hardwired us. Yeah, that's why we have in our mission statement the joy of ministry. Yeah. Uh, is, it, is, is it all fun? No. No, yeah. it's, there's some work. But I have to say, I have loved serving this church for 40 years. Yeah. I love my job. Yeah, you say, what do you say? It's like going to the playground. Yeah, going to the <laughs> playground. Okay, so when you think of this is how we are hardwired, God is not going to bait and switch us, but he has given us gifts and talents. I, I want to follow up on something you said. Sure. Um, our life experience is God equipping us for our purpose. Okay, tell us more. So, for everything God wants me to do, he is, throughout my life, giving me experiences, uh, uh, teaching me things, helping me to understand things, and all these life experiences equip me for my purpose. Yeah. So, your life experiences, um, some of them were very, very trying. Uh, uh, some of them were holy moments, uh, yeah. but all of those things add up to God making you uh, sufficient for the purpose he's calling you to. Yeah. None of these life experiences are wasted. They're all part of God nurturing within you the capacity to fulfill your purpose. So that's a good question to ask yourself is like, what? What life experience, like, what have I learned from my life experience? Yes. And the next is, like, what opportunities have, has God given me, right? Right. So for you, when you were 18 years old, what did the opportunities look like for you, for you to take the next step? I, um, I wasn't, a, I wasn't, uh, 
um, uh, I didn't fit the model a lot. Yeah, this is what I think, like, our, a lot of times for you and I, we don't fit the model. And most people wouldn't know that. They'd be like, Sarah, you grew up in the church, you're a pastor's daughter, but, like, that wasn't my life experience. I don't fit the mold of someone who should be leading anything, honestly. But God did something special through that. Right. Uh, so um, I didn't look right. I didn't act the part. So some uh, I got less opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the first things I did in church work, this was back in the 70s, is our church had a bus ministry. And not many people wanted to do the bus ministry, to be honest with <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, but it was an opportunity, and I wanted to serve God, and I did the bus ministry. Yeah, I think the first thing I ever did was clean the bathrooms. <laughs> like, I was so in love with God. I was like, whatever, I'll just do it. And so I think my first volunteering was like, I'm going to clean the bathrooms. <laughs> so, uh, but that is... Uh, the one who's faithful in a little will be faithful That's right. in much. That's right. If I wouldn't have been willing to uh, do the bus ministry, um, I, God would have never entrusted me with this big opportunity. Yeah. Um, and our opportunities or lack of opportunities also tell us something about our purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know if you can teach until you get an opportunity to teach. Yeah. Uh, now, some things are easier than others. It's very obvious that God's purpose for me is not to be a singer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the, um, Although you do got a whole Johnny Cash feel going on right now. <laughs> the uh, the uh, abilities and the gifts of uh, singing, I... Uh, Skip school that day. Yeah, you passed uh, that on to me. <laughs> so my gifts and my abilities get tested in opportunities. Um, and these opportunities clarify this more than this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, you've heard me say, um, I don't really pastor this church. I lead this church. Mm-hmm. The actual pastoring is done by life group leaders, other pastors, people with big hearts, ministries. Um, so my gifts were more to uh, lead the church than the actual hand-holding. Yeah. So when you think of the opportunities that have come your way, I, came your way, um, I think there's a big idea of how do we get clarity? So we have we have a divine purpose that God has created us to partner with him and what he's doing in this world. There's things that my heart are more inclined to than others. And when I trust in God that he's not going to bait and switch me, I can start looking at, okay, here's how my heart's inclined. And here's some of the opportunities that have been, um, given to me and I've excelled in, but what, how do you, how do you get real clarity? What would you say is a good way to look for clarity? Okay, clarity requires movement. Yeah. Uh, just like uh, if you, the closer you walk to something, the clearer it is. Yeah. 
uh, sometimes you can't see something until you go around a bend. Mm -hmm. uh, no one can see around corners. So clarity requires movement. And I move in the direction of my inclinations. I move in the direction of my abilities and gifts. I move in the direction of my opportunities. Uh, I move in the direction of what is God making me curious about. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the more I move in the direction of my purpose, the clearer it comes to me. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, an assistant pastor in um, uh, Detroit, and uh, it became clear to me that uh, I would serve better in a suburb than I would in the inner city. Yeah. I have a friend who is an inner city pastor, and he just, it, he kills it in the inner city. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really have clarity until I started doing ministry. Yeah. And... Um, uh, we move uh, into opportunities, but it also requires a spiritual movement too. Mm -hmm. uh, the more I trust God, uh, the clearer God is to me. Yeah. And the clearer God is to me, the clearer my purpose is to me. Yeah. I think a lot about... Um just in my purpose, there were things that, like I said, I never saw coming or never felt like would ever be a part of anything that I thought I would be doing. But at the same time, it was, it was that saying yes with God every step of the yes. way. And so I think when you really do think about this, this walk of faith, this trusting in God, I want it to be more clear. It is saying yes. It is and it's us. walking in spite of the fear. It's walking. We're going to do a podcast. I'm very excited about it. It's going to be our next one on grit. And uh, it's going to be a sermon series because it is so good. I cannot wait to share it. And it's your ideas. I, I'm really excited for everyone to hear because I think living out this purpose of adventure and calling with God, it takes grit. Yes, it right? does. It takes, and you've broken it down into different forms of grit. Um which I'm excited to get to. Okay, I wanna I wanna recap really quick, and then I would love it. You have these four life questions, and you've shared them with our staff. You've shared them with me, and they've made a significant difference when you sit down and you actually look at them. And so, again, we are created with a divine purpose, something that God's doing good in the world. He wants us to partner with. Him. Absolutely. That there are inclinations and things that draw me closer to who I have been created to be. Um, he doesn't bait and switch us. No. He gives us these talents and these gifts to use it, and there will be opportunities that are opened. Um, I also heard someone say somewhere down the road, maybe it was at one of the leadership summits we went to, but it was when you really are trying to get clarity, go to a trusted source and talk to them. Let them know like where your life has led you, where you have come from, and what your heart is thinking and where you think God is key factor being a trusted yes. source. Um, and I just think that's a really good idea too. And then clarity takes movement. So when you think of these four life questions, I think it would be really helpful just to end here so that you guys can write down these questions, think about it, and then start moving closer and closer to your purpose. What do you got for those questions? Okay, these questions are based on uh, nobody can do my homework for me. Right. 
I have to do my own homework. That's right. So the first question I ask is, what do I really want? Yeah. Not what am I supposed to want? What should I want? What did somebody tell me I should want? But when I look at my heart, what do I really want? This was so big for me because I always feel like you think you have to fit in a mold. You think you have to fit in a box. Um, you've seen life that has been done or moved ahead of you. And so you kind of think, well, I guess that makes sense. But sometimes there are things in our heart that are divine, that are God-given. And it's not, there is no um, box for that. No, there is not. In fact, uh, uh, Warren Bennis says, we have to escape the context. Right. We talked about that in our last podcast. We have to escape it. All yeah. right. The second question is, why do I want it? Yeah. Uh, Sarah, I, I am assuming we're looking at the best part of what God has done in us, not our bad side. That's right. I'm never going to say, uh, well, I want these bad things. It must be yeah, my Yeah, these purpose. lustful desires. Right. Yeah. No. I'm talking about where God has the noble part of us, not the broken part of us. Right. What do I want? And now I have to say to myself, why do I want this? Yeah. Uh, I wanted to build a meaningful church. Uh, why did I want to build it? Because I felt like God had called me to do it. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to preach uh, the best sermons are going to be preached in northeastern Ohio in my lifetime. Yeah. Not out of an egotistical desire, but out of a desire to preach Christ in the kind of way that people want to come and hear it. Yeah, isn't it funny? There's like such a false sense of humility sometimes in the Christian world, and it's like, what are you going to want? To be mediocre? Yeah. Like to be the most mediocre preacher? It's like, no, God's put something strong in this desire, and it's healthy. Yeah, I um, when I think about my purpose and this idea of like being a part of a church that helps love people and see who Christ really is, it's the driving force. Yes. Because I know what it feels like to be on the other side. Like I know yeah. what it feels like to be crushed and hurt and by my own choices, by other people. Like there's there's something inside of me that is just so drawn to people feeling the true love of Christ. It's inescapable. Yeah, I mean, you're tapping into your purpose. Yeah. Uh, you're tapping into your life experience that shows you this purpose. Right. What do I want? Why do I want it? How do I have to grow to accomplish it? Mm -hmm. This is an important thing. Uh, uh, God wants us to be fully developed. Yeah. He doesn't want us to plateau. He doesn't want us to reach... Uh, just good enough and then uh, ride there forever coast he wants us to be continually growing into this full potential hence grow potential. since grow potential. <laughs> yeah because that is a desire for both of us is to help not only figure it out ourselves but help people grow great and then the last question is how can i talk about this in the kind of way that people will help me mm. None of us fulfill our potential by ourselves. Yeah. God made Christianity a team sport. Better together. God made growing spiritually a team sport. Uh, Jesus didn't do it alone. Paul didn't do it alone. Uh, how can I learn to talk to people in the kind of way that they'll help me to realize this full potential in Christ? Yeah. 
All right, well, we hope you enjoyed this talk on purpose. We are excited for you to join us next time on grit. Can you give us just a touch? Like, what is grit? Give us a little teaser. Grit is an internal voice that says to me, I'm not quitting. Mm. You can tell me you won't help me, but you can't keep me from doing it. And I love it. I cannot wait. Hey, I'm glad that I um, have the privilege of doing this with you. I enjoy doing it, too. We get to be partners in God's good work together, and I love you. I love you. We'll see you soon.